This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Thanks for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 2, Episode 23. We're checking in with you live from Whitlow's on Wilson in the Arlington, Virginia neighborhood of Clarendon. Tonight is the first annual beer tie event for the year of 2014, which means the title Potomac Fly Rodders are getting together at a bar to tie flies, drink half-price burgers and $3 pints. And when Dan, the club president put out online that we would be having Virginia's Matt Miles guesting and tying up some musky flies. I sent him a quick message and said, Matt, going to have to get you on the podcast. And We got there nice and early, and you're going to find out what happens when you start a podcast on an empty stomach drinking beer, then pause your podcast and pick it up afterwards, having eaten a huge avalanche burger meal. This is the January 2014 Tidal Potomac Beer Tie, and I hope you enjoy this. If you are around in the D.C. area on March 22nd, there will be a Project Healing Waters Benefit Fly Tying event at Whitlow's. It's going to be around noon to 6. We'll have special featured raffle items, I believe, from Orvis. There will be some beer and and, uh, food specials all day, and all the flies tied go to the Northern Virginia chapter, which is Fort Belvoir, and the Walter Reed Bethesda chapters of Project Healing Waters. So hope you enjoy this. 
Let's talk some muskie and Central Virginia fishing with Matt Miles. And Kiersey, do you want to say something? Nope. That's what happens when you bring your family out. Enjoy. Well, it is the January 2014 beer tie. We're the back of Whitlow's on Wilson in Arlington. And I have Matt Miles with me. We're going to talk about fishing in Virginia, some of his flies, uh, some musky pictures. You may have seen him on this month's Slab of the Month entry. Pff, slab of the Month entry. We just had our first sip of beer, and I'm already slurring. And we were doing this before the beer tie, so we both can get a good night's sleep and won't have to be here all night. So, Matt, just introduce yourself, and we'll go from there. Uh, hello, I'm Matt Miles. I'm a uh, fishing guide in Central Virginia, out of Lynchburg, Virginia. I guide for muskie, freshwater stripers, smallmouth bass, and trout. Born and raised here, moved to Colorado when I was 18, and took a job out there guiding with the Blue Cool Angler, and lived out there for eight years. Now I'm back here in Virginia with my own guide service and chasing everything that eats. So do you use a lot of or any of your Western knowledge that you learned? I guess working there, it's you know Pat Dorsey and tailwaters and midges, but how did you go from midges out west to coming back home to the east and i just saw one of your brown articulated flies that it's i mean it's huge it's the size of like a squirrel well i'll tell you one of the things i really brought back here from colorado was uh really learning how to nymph properly using weight and indicators double flies of course fishing small midges and all that stuff i I do use it here so there is some stuff that transferred over from there to help me here in virginia it's a big change from a 22 midge pupa to a size 5 aught 7 aught 10 to 12 inch musky fly the good thing about musky flies they're just fun to tie i get bored of trout flies so musky flies will keep my attention and i can just go and go and go so I'm going to go off on a musky tangent here, but first, is that what you're doing here tonight with us? You're going to just tie some, some big musky flies. I saw you buy some big deer hair and other materials next door at the fly shop. So we're going to have you just tying flies for us. I'm assuming one's probably going to be raffled off at least. So you're going to have to say goodbye to that. But tell us about what you're doing up in the northern Virginia area right now. Well, I'm here at Beer Tie, first time ever. I'm glad to be here. I can't wait to get it going. I'm going to be tying some of my musky flies, probably anywhere from 10 to 14 inches in length, maybe get out two tonight. They take me about 45 minutes to an hour. And I'm going to throw one of those in the pot to be raffled off so someone could take home a nice musky fly with them that normally would run them about 25 to $30. So my listeners know... I'm not a musky fisherman. We flossed one once on the local lake on a Copper John and landed it. Strange thing. But I was just up in Ohio and figured, hey, I'll go musky fishing. First time I've used my 10 weight since probably 2000. And just the gear I had to get, and I was, I mean, I didn't have anything to open the jaws to land it. But I bought 80-pound leader material. I bought steel leaders that were two feet long, and I'm throwing a saltwater eight or nine inch fly made of yak hair and God knows what else. It's a completely different game than anything I've experienced. And I've seen a lot of stuff. Is it easier for clients to just call you up and you've got everything ready to go versus them trying to get into the game by themselves? 
Yes, it's it's definitely easier for the clients just to give me a call. I have all the rods, reels, flies, leaders, everything's included in the price for the guide trip. So really they just have to bring warm clothes and uh, wet weather gear just in case and, and be ready for some work. Casting a 10, 11 weight, 12 weight is, is not easy. But I have a few techniques that make it a little bit easier on you. You don't get tennis elbow on your first day out so everything's covered there they don't need to go out and buy anything because not everybody needs 11 weight all the time so that's a nice thing if you want to try musky which is like your backyard trophy fish you you don't have to run out and buy that 11 or 12 weight unless you really want one what's the seasonality it appears musky you've been you know in the forefront of a lot of social media recently it seems a lot of it's winter fishing. That's what I was doing up on the 26th of December. And my fly didn't really shed the water, so it was pretty hard. I compared it to, like, throwing a wet sock. Do your flies, are they pretty, like, hydrophobic? You pick them up, water sheds off them, they go back to being dry weight when you throw them? Yeah, that first cast is going to be a little heavy. But once you, you get that first forward cast and back cast, the fly will be pretty uh, ringed out. Just using all deer hair, of course, chicken hackle. So it... And, and flash so it, it doesn't really hold the water so it'll, it'll come on out pretty quick time of year um here in virginia muskies best october through end of march usually april they're going to be spawning i'll give them a break and uh leave them alone let them do their thing hopefully make more muskies back in may you can get back on them for a while and then summer runs around it gets a little warm they get a lot harder to catch so i usually just leave them alone and start doing the smallmouth thing in the summer months and just wait for fall to hit after the muskies again what's the other seasonality i I follow you online so i've seen some pretty huge of the freshwater stripers some huge bass and it was weather up here where we're not catching anything but even the heat of the summer, you were still getting them. And your home water is the James or down on the Roanoke? Yeah, my headwater, you know, my or my home water is the closest river to me is the James and the Stanton River, also known as the Roanoke River. You know, my seasons range, we'll start out with April. April, we have a freshwater striper run out of Kura Reservoir. So it's a lot of fun. These fish come up river to spawn, and we'll chase after them with seven, eight, nine weights and sinking lines and big clousers. And it's pretty good because you can catch average fish is probably 20 to 26 inches. So, you know, range anywhere from four to eight pounds sometimes. So a lot of fun on the fly. Then after about mid-May, they'll kind of be done with their thing and go back to the lake. So we'll jump on to uh, smallmouth from there on. So about mid-May, smallmouth all the way to 1st October. Best smallmouth fishing usually is going to be June, July, August, and September, especially August and September. The topwater bite is great. Fish are really looking up. I'm throwing big poppers for big, big sipping bronze backs. And then once October rolls around... We'll start chasing that musky bite. That water's cooling. They're starting to get hungry. Also do do trout fishing pretty much year-round, too. Some of our best trout fishing is going to be March, April, and May. Best hatches are typically around there. But year-round, we can get after trout if that's what you would like. But I really like to go after the different species that not everyone chases and show people some new things. So if you're looking to get away from trout for a while, you should uh, look at what I do, and I could put you on some different species. All right, non sequitur. Do you guys remember the man show and the guy, the, the fox, who could drink a beer? His is already empty. You put that thing away fast. My goodness. He's as thirsty as those musky are hungry. 
And the musky flies, they're like chubs and sucker patterns. And it's just, just bottom fish that they chow down on. Typical musky food uh, in the rivers I'm fishing for, man, are going to be suckers and fall fish. You know, they occasionally eat smallmouth bass. I, but, you know, people really think they eat a lot of bass, and I really don't think they do. They prefer a soft flesh fish. And if you can imagine catching, you know, when you catch a bass and he sticks that dorsal fin up, it's real spiky. Could you imagine trying to swallow that backwards? So muskie typically do want to take their prey head first, I'm guessing, because it goes down their throat better. But I would prefer to, you know, prefer to stay with a soft flesh fish and not have to f- swallow a bunch of spines. You know, out of all my years guiding and fishing, I've only had one muskie take a smallmouth from me. Just one. So I do not think they target smallmouth that much. It's it's more the suckers, probably small carp, and definitely fall fish. They'll, they'll suck them down quick. So I, I've been into a Dorito once or twice and had that sharp thing stick in the roof of my mouth. So I know what that muskie's saying when he doesn't want to eat that spiny fish. So we, we were talking about the picture of Dandavala in the slab of the month in, in a drift boat. What kind of drift boat are you rowing? I have a uh, low-side Boulder Boatworks out of Boulder, Colorado. It's a plastic drift boat, very light, slides extremely, extremely easy over rocks, better than a raft. I used to have a raft, and I definitely wanted the drift boat, and I love the boat. Very stable, kind of like riding in a Cadillac uh, on a freshly paved road. It's, it's a nice ride. All right, so we just took a break and had avalanche burgers, which is like twice the toppings, twice the cheese, fries, onions, pickles. So a little lethargic right now. So let's let's talk about where you can find Matt online so you guys can follow along while you're listening. Let's talk about Instagram and websites and, and email to get a hold of him if you want to buy some flies and book some trips. All right, my website is mattmilesflyfishing.com. I am on Instagram as mattmilesflyfishing. Also at Twitter at Matt Miles Fly and Facebook. My Facebook page is facebook.com slash Matt Miles Fly Fishing. Email is matt at mattmilesflyfishing.com and phone number is 434-238-2720. Uh, email me any questions you have. If you're interested in buying some flies or booking a trip, I'd be welcome to answer any questions you have. All right, so let's talk about some of the, the gear and hardware. You're going to be tying in night. What kind of equipment are you going to be using? What's your vice of choice, scissors, bobbin, thread, etc.? Vice, I'm um, tying with a Griffin Mongoose 2. With the musky flies, I like to use the uh, Danville 200 flat wax. I like to use, as far as hooks, uh, uh, actually, largemouth fishing hooks, so they're not fly tying hooks. I use a trocar flipping hook and a 5 aught to a 7 aught, or either the Gamagatsu heavy cover flipping hook and a 5 aught. Uh, so I like the big wide gap hooks for for uh, the musky flies. The more hook, the better to get through that jaw and get some meat and hold tight because these muskies are magicians at getting off the fly. Basically, all my flies are tied with uh, hackle, flash, and biggest bucktails I can find. And love to use uh, a lot of the Dr. Slick scissors and tools and whatnot. So they're really great tool sharp scissors. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, We make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. 
With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Can y'all hear the, like, ooh, ooh, going on above us? We're going to have to get that turned down. And what about, like, rods and reels? You got a preference for, I mean, I'm going to have to go on a limb and say, when you catch a muskie, we got to have it fought on the reel. You're not stripping that in. So some strong reels, some rods with backbone, leader material. Um, actually, fighting muskie, I, uh, if you have a lot of line in, I prefer just a strip. It's very important to stay tight with these fish. Do not try to get on the reel because you can, just a little bit amount of slack can make these jokers get off. So the reel I really don't worry about on how big the drag is and whatnot. So typically I get my clients to fight them on with the line. I like 10 weights and 11 weights. I provide the Orvis 11 weight Helios 2 for my clients. Very light, very good casting rod. Leader material, I typically just use either 60 or 80. Most of the time, 80 pound fluorocarbon straight, just about three to four feet long with a snap swivel at the end that's rated for 80 pounds. That way I don't have to keep tying knots over and over. So the, the snap swivel works great. It's very strong. So whatever you use with muskie, you want it to be big, you want it to be burly, you want it to be strong, because when you hook the fish of a lifetime, you don't want to risk anything. So you wouldn't give these fish too much credit or say that. They're super smart, and their eyes are sensitive, and a swivel is going to throw them off. So if someone's complaining about that, just shaking your head there. And you're talking about bucktails, and in the fly shop, you know, you said you like to go through them by hand. Do you find a lot of material? I mean, I'm at the point now where I buy a lot online, but there's certain things that I just I have to have like tangible to go through it and looking forward to the big fly fishing show in Somerset coming up because I'm gonna get my hands down and dirty in some of those materials. What do you what do you like to actually look at, feel and, and grasp and separate and make sure it's to your standards? Well the main thing with the bucktail is the one thing I really like to get my hands on. The rest of the stuff I just buy online because I'm familiar with it. But with bucktail I want the longest hair fibers possible. So when they're when they say northern bucktail, that's what you want to look for is find the really long fibers. I'm talking anywhere from four to seven inches long. So you get a lot of length, a lot of bulk out of your flies. I buy too many bucktails online and they show up and they're just too short. Now they work great for clousers, but when it's coming to this musky stuff, I want the big stuff, the best stuff I can find. So I really like to go through every bag of bucktail I buy and make sure it's what I want before I purchase it. All right, so t- uh, fly tight. Any new products and categories that you're liking to use? Any of the UV light cured things? Any new you know products on the market that you're a big fan of? Yeah, definitely a big fan of the Clear Cure Goo products. Also, uh, like the Hydro they sell is really good stuff. I use that to uh, cinch down all my whip finishes. When I'm doing musky flies that are articulated, anytime I'm done and I'm finishing off, I use the Hydro. It's really strong and it's just as good as any glue. And also the uh, Flyman uh, Fishing Company, you have some great products like the big game shanks. That's what I'm using now for my musky my musky shanks instead of making my own. And then also their the big fish mask and their eyes. I really enjoy those. And those really uh, those two products really help a musky fly tying. The the heads are so quick and easy. I'm not clear going the whole head anymore. And they just slip them on and I'm done. And it looks great. What about tails? Do you ever use like synthetic tails, chamois material, or do you just prefer like long feathery materials? 
I have used uh, some some synthetic tails like suede that are cut to bait fish and use some that are cut like curly tails, and they do work. They do provide action, but the problem is they soak water like a sponge, so that just makes the fly that much heavier. So I pretty much stick to using feathers, slapping long feathers anywhere from uh, 8 to 14 inches in length, that just sheds water, and they move move really good in the water. And when you stop and pulsate or stop that fly, it pulsates and moves around. Looks very life lifelike. Back to the the bass flies for smallmouth. What are you throwing for those guys? You mentioned some top water. You buying like bugle bugs, or you tying your own patterns? I tie all my own poppers. I I basically tie a foam version of the sneaky peat i'm a really big fan of sliders a lot of our bass believe it or not they don't like a, a chugging bug as much on the rivers they like a dead drift so the slider works real great for that it makes a good splash a good plop on the water and then i typically just let it go dead drift and twitch it on occasion but i don't use a lot of the chuggers i like tying poppers i don't get all crazy and paint them i just dye them and and one color and, and go from there and as far as streamers, Chuck Crafts bait fish is great fly in white, and uh, Blank Chocolate's new fly, the Game Changer, is a great fly for the smallmouth and largemouth. Murdoch's minnow is also a good one, gray and white. And uh, another fly I really like to use now, especially when the bass are being persnickety, is the uh, Orvis fly called the Tequili. A did drift with a light switch, twitch every now and then will get fidgety bass to eat. And you guys are on so the James River. Do you get any of the migratory fish that make it up over the dams? Any shad? No snakeheads yet? No, unfortunately, we don't get, uh, no, I'm not saying unfortunately for snakehead, but no, we don't get any of the migratory fish up where I live. I know they have a fish ladder there in Richmond, and that's the, the uh, lowest down dam from, from Lynchburg, but I haven't yet to see a shad up there that's uh, hickory or American, just uh, gizzard shad, but no stripers up, up that way on that river. So you guys know you're going to catch, like, a largemouth, smallmouth, musky. That's the weird thing here is it can be one of 20 fish. we got 18-inch goldfish down the street from here. So, yeah, you never know what you're catching up here. So that's, that's always entertaining. So we're going to digest and start setting up now. It's getting close to the, uh, the actual beer tie event. So hopefully Matt's going to give a talk later on, and we're going to record that. And then if there's anything I thought of, we will record it later on when everyone goes home. So... Sit back. What takes one second here is actually going to be like four hours in real time. So stay tuned. All right. So it's the end of the, the uh, beer tie. We'll talk to Matt in a minute. But we've got Dan here. So let's talk about Dan's fishing adventure with Matt and getting the muskie that is now on Moldy Chum right now. You want to go through how your day went with him? Well, it was the second time out with Matt. I already fished a full day with him about two months prior. And we saw a lot of fish the first time, and they followed the fly pretty consistently. So we saw 14 muskies on the first float, but didn't get any any to really grab the fly. So this was the second trip. About two months later, this was in December. And within the first two hours of pushing off from where we launched, I, I was into my first muskie ever. And there's no way I would have gotten into it without being in the right place and just having a fly in the water. So... I'll look at it this way. That was my second trip with Matt and my third trip muskie fishing. And within two hours on that third trip, we got a muskie. And I imagine that could have been somebody's first trip. And and within two hours, they could have got a muskie. So it's really just a game of odds. And if you think about it too hard, 
might get frustrating. I think if you go musky fishing with no expectation and just be ready for that moment, it uh, it can happen just like that. So it was really cool. But that's the first musky I ever caught in my life, and uh, definitely the first one on the fly rod too. Couldn't have done without Matt for sure. How was it throwing that fly? I, I held it tonight. It honestly looked like I was holding a ferret in my hand. I'd figure it's about like casting a wet pair of boxer shorts, I think, all day long. And I think the goal really is um, I do like to cast, but I think rather than trying to false cast that fly a whole bunch, learning how to water haul, throw that cast on the water behind you, and then haul one time and chuck it, that's really how you're going to save your arm all day. So you can cast any way you want to, but I think learning how to water haul real well and, and uh, save your arm for the time when that fish strikes is, is uh, pretty important. I cast a 12-weight all day. And you can do this on a 10-weight, but uh, I threw a 12. It's got just throwing 450 grains is easier on it. Found it to be perfect. But Were you guys blind casting, or was Matt pointing out just you know, likely holding spots these fish would be located? Well, both, a little bit of both. I mean, you know, Matt definitely knows the, the structure and the places that hold fish, but you can never really tell where they're going to be. If you've got a predatory fish like that, if you're even in the realm of where it, where it's hanging out and you throw in a fly like he ties, those flies are real big and they move a lot of water, I don't think there's a muskie that's not going to know it's in there. So I, a lot of time we just covered water that we knew holds muskie, or I should say that Matt knows holds musky. And sure enough, I mean, I was definitely blind casting and did not see the eat, but it's probably better that I didn't because when that fish grabbed, I just kind of automatically strip set and uh, was into my first muskie. So so uh, we do a lot of blind casting and just a lot of re- repetitive casting. So uh, you got to be ready for that. But but it's not as hard as, as you make it out to be, or as it can be made out to be, as long as you cast efficiently. You've told me in the past you're a fan of his drift boat. So you like the Boulder Boat Works? Oh, that boat is awesome. I I wouldn't have thought that a hard-sided drift boat would outdo a raft in some of these waters, but he definitely picked the right boat. It's like a thick, really slick plastic hull. When we fished back in October and the water level was real low, we went through some very shallow riffles, and it was really just kind of like sledding down the rocks. That That boat slides right down all of it. But he's real good at the oars, too, so, I mean, he, I, I'm sure he steered us through it, but uh, I was real impressed. That, that boat was very, very efficient for these waters, so I, was, I really like fishing out of that thing. Now, during dinner, he gave us an anecdote that a white pine tree fell down during the derecho and landed on his boat, and nothing happened to his boat. That's a pretty tough boat, if you ask me. It's a miracle of plastics. Not, not like when a drunk chick hits your boat going... 65 miles an hour that tends to wreck your boat no that's how you that's how you total a drift boat that's how you get a new one (laughs) the only difference between the new boat and the old boat is they both float do you still have your motor i do that wasn't on it i do like to motorboat (laughs) you motorboater we we need to take that up to fletcher's the new boat could get us up there easily yeah absolutely we're doing it big blue catfish this spring Oh, we'll stick magnets on it. <laughs> Look, all I can say is that uh, my couple of times out fishing with Matt was just was excellent. Matt's a great guide. I don't know a lot about muskie fishing, so I learned a lot from Matt. Definitely more credit goes to him than, uh, than me or anything else for getting into that fish. So I was just, it's a pleasure and a privilege to get into that fish. How was the beer tie this evening? Pretty good. I never really got a head count, but I mean, I'd say... 65, 70 people came out. It's pretty good, and uh, I'm sure the bar did well. We've got them set for all of 2014 on the second Monday of every month. So February 10 is the next one, March 10 after that. 
after that, just look at your calendar and draw a little, draw a picture of a beer on the second Monday every month, and uh, you won't miss them. And we'll be doing seasonal flies, so probably soon as we're getting into shad season, we'll do some shad flies. Can't wait for some shad. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's get Matt, and then I'm going to get home because it's 10 o'clock. 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 All right, Matt, we have some... I've heard this song four times tonight, so definitely low repetition. How was your first ever beer tie? Oh, it was a blast. Trying to tie musky fly fast, drinking beer, and having a bunch of questions doesn't happen. It took about an hour and a half on each one, but it was a lot of fun meeting everyone and good environment. Everyone's having a good time. How long did it take you to finally crank out that? I just called it to damn. It looked like a ferret. When I was holding it. That's the way it moved. The articulations in it, it moved like a ferret. <laughs> See, three beers. I'd say that was about an hour and a half fly with uh, with people stopping and talking with me. But typically an hour is what it takes me sitting at home in my basement all alone. But about an hour and a half for that one. It was a, a, a pretty fly. The guy got a good deal on it too. And about that hook, I was just holding it and the hook went into my hand. Just, I mean, the weight of the fly put the hook through my fingers. So... What brand? It was Gamakatsu on that one? Yeah, that's a Gamakatsu heavy cover, 5 aught. I want a big, heavy, stout hook, wide gap, super sharp, something I can resharpen after we nick some rocks. So you want it to be the sharpest thing it can possibly be. I'm not the only one that endorses sharpening your hook. So um, <laughs> after a couple hours in Clarendon, your thoughts on yoga pants? Very nice, very nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I hashtag yoga pants on Instagram because... That's the outfit up here. So I think we're going to finish this. It's uh, 27 minutes long. I'll do an intro before this. So, um, yeah, that's what we did this evening. Come out to the next Beer Ties if you guys want. Check out Matt Miles online. Go vote for him if it's still up for Slab of the Month. Book a trip and follow him on social media. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.